Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Live from the spare bedroom in San Francisco, California, it's Kind of Funny Games Daily. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes, and I'm joined by the new face of video games, Blessing Adioye Jr. Happy Destiny 2 Lightfall Day, Tim. Exactly. Everyone's yeah. so hyped. Joey's losing her mind about this. Everybody Andy Cortez, is. Greg, everybody. Everybody's all up on it. We're going to be streaming that after this uh, show, I think. Yeah. That sounds right. That is correct. Yeah. yeah. I, I know say- they're just playing as well. It's one of the rare games that people are, are, are working on for work and for streaming, but then I'm also just like, oh, y'all are just playing. Oh, yeah, where Greg will put on the calendar of Blessing and Greg play Destiny 2 Lightfall. And when you see that, it's like, oh, okay, they're straight. No, we're just playing the game. Um, yeah, I'm very excited to check it out, right? Like, I'm, I'm, so, <clears throat> I'm somebody who started up Destiny 2 when it first launched. I played, like, 80 hours of Destiny 2. I played through the, uh, what was it? The, the raid, oh, what's, what was his name, Callus? The Callus Dungeon Raid, whatever his name was, the guy with the... Yeah, the first one, right? The first one, yeah. yeah. I played through that, enjoyed it so much, played a lot of PvP, and then since then, it's been me dipping my toes back in, but not mm-hmm. never really fully investing myself. I think that happened to be last year when the Destiny 2 like, fall trailer first dropped, and I was like, oh, this shit looks really cool, I should get back into Destiny, and I played a little bit, and I didn't play enough, and I fell off and did other things. Now that it's finally here... I'm actually, I'm very excited to boot it up. I'm still scared that I'm not going to get fully invested because uh-huh. that's just who I am when it comes to Destiny 2. But I'm, I'm excited about all the excitement around. Like, everybody here is, pre- is pretty much all about it, except yeah. for Tim Geddes. Oh, except me. And here's the thing. I love the gunplay in it. But, yeah, it's too much to do. Too much. Mm. I, I was asking Joey, I was like, like what, what do you need to do to get, like, ready for all this? And she started going down. There was a list. It was a list, y'all. Mm. And I'm like, you know what? I got things to do. I still haven't beat Metroid Prime Remastered. It's, I mean, this long to beat Hi-Fi Rush. I've, dude, I feel that. I still haven't beaten Metroid Prime Remastered. I've not gotten far at all in Metroid oh, Prime Remastered. And you're going to love it. the same us. in Dead Space uh, Remake, which is I wanted to play that as well, right? Like, this year has just been so busy for video games that yeah. it's been very hard to actually play the things that I, I really want to play. This I year, did beat Hi-Fi Rush, the game I, that matters. Oh, of course. <laughs> I do think that this is going to be one of those years that you, you have to pick and choose. Like, I think it's going to be impossible for everybody to play all the big games. And I feel like... In most years, it's very possible. Like, there might be games you're like, I'm just not interested, so I'm not going to do that. But, like, overall, you're like, all right, I can manage this. I think this year is going to shake out to be unmanageable. Like, the last couple years, we've looked at games like, well, those are all going to get delayed. My gut tells me we're not going to get many delays this year. And if we do, I think they're going to be delayed into this year still. Mm. What do you think? I mean, right now, we don't have a lot of second half of game announcements right if i if i visualize my blessing super fun game release calendar in, in, in my in my head right now i'm not seeing much going on in the a lot of tbds of a lot of tbds a lot of space for things to come through of course there's showcases that are happening um if we get a playstation showcase let's say in may i'm sure we can get a spider-man 2 release date sometime in fall right like mm-hmm. i think those there's some of those games that'll populate but yeah like if any of the first half games get delayed i expect them to get delayed into second half and also there are, there are games that have gone announced where this this year has been so busy that I've forgotten about uh, that they've been announced. The games that I'm excited for. There's that new the crew game that is supposed to come out, I believe, this year. That looks like Forza Horizon. That I remember me and Barrett were watching the trailer for, and we, and we were like, "Oh, this actually looks really fun. Like, I want to check it out." I believe, Have they officially shown that? Yeah. I thought that was just like a leaked thing. The Crew Motorstorm or Motorfest. Kindoffunny.com slash slash year wrong. Motorstorm. It can't be Motorstorm. No, it's not Motorstorm. You're right. You're right. It's the Crew Motorfest. Yeah. And the, uh, yeah, they officially revealed it. We watched the trailer here and it looks, it takes place in Hawaii and it looks like a Forza Horizon game and that's slated for 2023. And the game looks fucking awesome and I'm not a crew person. Ubisoft Ivory Tower. Yeah, right? <laughs> I didn't know okay. that, that was a thing. Interesting. But also, uh, you know, fun little tidbit of news that I didn't include, include in the show. The crew as a franchise has sold 40 million. Or has no hit 40 way. million players. Oh, okay. That's very yeah, different. Different. That's, that's different. Hugely that's different. Th- I was yeah. like, there's no way the crew sold 40 <laughs> fucking million. The crew franchise has hit 40 million players. Motorfest. And so there's, a, right. there's an audience out there for the crew. Yeah. And I might be the I'm audience the for Motorfest. Wait, what was that? Loving the crew. Loving the crew. Loving the crew. You watched the fucking weekend concert on HBO? No. Bless. Fire. This weekend, an hour and a half of your time, you put that thing on and just get lost, man. It, it is a spectacle, to say the least. The weekend of the weekend? It was. It, 
Y'all need to check it out. But you know what? You can do that later because this is kind of Funny Games Daily, where each and every weekday we get together live at 10 a.m. on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to talk about all the video game news that you need to know. If you wanted to get it as a video, you could watch later on YouTube or roosterteeth.com. You could also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny games daily, and we'll be right there for you. Today's stories include Elden Ring's DLC is officially in development. We got a name for it. IO Interactive is officially working on a fantasy RPG and so much more. Um, remember, you can also get this show ad-free by going to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, just like our Patreon producer Delaney Twining has done. We appreciate you so very, very much. Uh, if you don't have a buck to toss our way, remember, you can go uh, to the Epic Creator Store or Epic Game Store, and anytime you're buying a game there, use our creator code kindoffunny, and it helps us at no extra cost to you, and that is fantastic. Um, some housekeeping for you a new games cast is up today uh you can go find that in all the normal places it is our preview of final fantasy 16 michael hyam got to go to new york got to play it for about an hour and a half and he came here and told us all about it and bless are you more or less hype oh i'm way more i've never had a preview sell me so much more on a game where i was already excited for final fantasy 16 all the trailers i thought it looked really good but hearing michael talk about yeah like he references Devil May Cry uh, 5. Obviously, the the um, uh, person who designed combat for that game is doing combat for this game. Uh, him referencing like all the action game stuff, all the character action game stuff, had me very excited because I did not expect... I would never expect a Final Fantasy game to go full in on, hey, let's really make combat the thing. Like, let's yeah. really make it very action-y. And, you know, he talked about the story, and the story is now, like, the thing where there's more question marks um, on his side. And, like, even hearing him talk about it, I'm like, okay, that doesn't sound too thrilling. But I could be down for a different tone for a fantasy Final Fantasy game. And so I'm very excited to check it out. Yeah, and you can check out the preview live right now on podcast feeds and youtube.com slash kind of funny games. You know what else you can check out on youtube.com slash kind of funny games? What's that? We've been hyping this up for a while, Bless, specifically mm -hmm. in the last week, but there is a new episode of The Blessing Show live right now. Um, it is killing it out there. Um, over 35,000 views. We are. Within spitting distance of taking down Greg Miller's Avengers mm -hmm. Blessing show, uh, we're about 3K away from it. I feel like we're on, pack to, on pace to any hour today cross that line. How, do you, how does that make you feel? I'm very happy. I mean, there's that chance that we get to, like, five views before uh, Greg's thing, and then, like, some Avengers news drops, <laughs> and everybody goes watching, because that's what happens every single time. There's yeah. a new there's a new Avengers news, and then people go and watch that Avengers video over again. Um, but, no, it makes me very happy. I've been very overwhelmed by the reception and how, uh, you know, like, this is a topic that I was expecting a lot of people not to care about, right? Because it's a topic that I think speaks to a very a certain section of the audience. We're talking about black hair in video games and how we can do black hair better. Um, but yeah, I've been I've been very overwhelmed and very happy to see that like ninety nine percent of people have been very positive about it. Like I've seen a lot of stories from people being like, "Oh yeah, this is a thing that I've complained about forever." To people being like, "Hey, this is a thing I never knew about," and like. Thanks for enlightening me, right? Like, those are the kinds of responses that mean a lot to me. And so, yeah, thank you, everybody, uh, for checking out the video. It means a lot. Yeah. I'm going to talk my shit for a second, if talk I may. Talk your shit. May I bless? You may. I want to thank you. I want to thank each and every one of you that's watching this right now and every single person that watched the video yesterday that's going to watch it today, that's sharing it with friends, that's doing all that stuff. This is such an important thing that we're able to do, which is just empower creators to create. And we get to do that because of your support, whether it's on Patreon, whether it's just watching us on YouTube, whether it's doing anything that has ever helped kind of funny. Thank you for that. You allow us to do this. I know sometimes it can just become like, oh, you just are used to this. We do this every day. So like, you know, oh, you can just expect Kind of Funny is going to be there. And guess what? Kind of Funny is going to be there. But we only get to be here because of your support. We get to be in this beautiful studio. There is only 11 of us. There is only 11 of us at any given time working on all the different products that we're making, all the different content, all the different shows, podcasts, everything. And what Blessing and Roger did, that was them. That was the two of them using the resources that we have. They got help where they needed it. But at the end of the day, it was two dudes just putting their hearts and souls into making something that I could not be more proud of. And I am so proud of you guys for showing up. There are 768 comments on this video. And like yeah. you were saying, majority of them are positive about a topic that should only be met with positivity. But we know the world out there. Sometimes that's not the case. 
I am so happy that here it is the case. Y'all showed up in the best way possible. Y'all did the thing. We asked you to share. We asked you to get this out there, and you did that. So I just really want to say I appreciate that a lot. I appreciate the hell out of you being so damn talented and using that you, creativity too. and all of that. And I just, I also want to just put out a reality there that the blessing show that we just put out, the dopest piece of content, kind of funny has ever made, is gonna lose us money. It already <laughs> did. It is never going to make money. That's just how this works. That's how this industry is. But guess what? These podcasts make us money. This this show makes us money. The ads that you see make us money. Your support on Patreon makes us money and allows us to do all the consistent stuff that you guys expect that we're going to deliver all the time. But then it also allows us to go above and beyond and just purely do something because we want to how we want to without anybody telling us things need to change things need to be fixed any single time i gave blessing or roger notes about this uh show i told them here are my notes take them or leave them i'm not trying to change a single thing you guys are doing i i have advice i have insight but you guys can take it or leave it and y'all fucking ran with that and knocked it out of the park so thank you thank you roger thank you barrett thank everybody but honestly thank every single person at home that allows us to do what we do yeah yeah thank you guys so much and also yeah very big thank you to roger of course like roger was doing the work <laughs> the last month right where like in the last four weeks if you look at roger's computer like this all oh, it was the blessing show the whole time mm -hmm. right he's editing his ass off uh, on that show and also like you know he's co-producing it what i'm when you saw me on camera doing the like reading from the teleprompter that's roger directing it right while barrett's um in the back also helping out as well like you know Ro roger did like did an incredible amount of work uh on the show and so yeah like tweet out roger an incredible amount. tell him that he did an incredible job every edit you see like the setting up the leanza video shoot or shooting the leanza part of the video yeah yeah that's all roger so shout out to roger and and again like not to get too in the weeds, but I think that sometimes it's important to peel the curtain back. And I know we do often, but I don't think we do often in, in this type of scenario where we just pulled something off that is absolutely incredible. And I love that so many people look at that and are like, wow, I can't believe Kind of Funny is capable of that. Damn fucking right we're capable of it. But being capable of it means there has to be a push and pull. Roger was only able to edit this for the last couple of weeks pretty much full on this because we were taking on his other responsibilities and it meant we had to turn down other opportunities and we had to um, do this and that and money had to go different places, whatever. And that's fine because we can do that because y'all understand. Y'all are patient with us. Y'all know that even when there's a power outage in San Francisco, we're gonna show up the next day. We're gonna try our best to get as much to you as possible. And on top of that, do things like this so again i'm just re really appreciative today um and thank you for showing up we knew this video was going to crush but to see it crush it just warms my little tum tum all right i'm here tim <laughs> where's my tum tum as well uh but let's get to the show today we're brought to you by HelloFresh. speaking of those ads but i'll tell you about that later for now let's begin with what is and forever will be the roper report <laughs> it's time for some news we have five stories today a baker's dozen. Psh. Story number one. I wish Andy was here for this one. Yeah. Elden Ring's DLC expansion is officially in develop. This comes from Robert development uh, this comes from robert anderson at ign uh from software has officially announced shadow of the erd tree an upcoming dlc expansion for elden ring the developer confirmed that the dlc is currently in development but no release date has been announced for the time being the news came in the form of tweets from the official elden ring and from software twitter accounts with each tweet also featuring new key artwork for the expansion this news comes just days after Elden Ring's one-year anniversary, in which it sold over 20 million copies and received unprecedented Game of the Year awards, including at DICE, New York Game Awards, The Game Awards, and IGN's Best Game of 2022 as well. It also got second place at Kinda Funny. Elden Ring had just one other piece of DLC content added to the game since launch, which came in the form of the Coliseum multiplayer update. It also... It hasn't been confirmed how much content Shadow of the Earth Tree is set to include, but it will be the first single-player expansion available for Elden Ring. So, Bless, Ten. if this comes out this year, which we expect it will, mm. it just adds to what I was saying earlier. Nobody oh, can play everything. Yeah, no, this year is going to be insane if this hits. I don't, I'm don't. i curious to see if this hits this year. Of course, From Software also has, I keep wanting to say Pacific Rim, even though I know it's not Pacific Rim, Armored Core. Yeah, yeah <laughs> It's just because yeah. I fucking love that movie. Um, I love you so From Software, much. <laughs> <laughs> From Software has Armored Core. That's been announced for this year, this year as well, right? And they're saying, hey, it's in development. Yeah. Elden Ring, that's a beast right there, right? That's a beast of a video game. Making content for Elden Ring, like that is 
a beast of a task. Of course, they're announcing it early, early in the year, right? And for DLC, I could see it hitting by the end of this year. I could also see it. I could also see it hitting next year. Right? Mm. I think that's my thing. Is I'm not completely sure unless they've unless they've implied somewhere online that it's hitting this year. That is going to hit this year. Um, that said, if it does, oh my god, what another like you know big uh, big piece of gaming content that we have to 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 check out. Um, I'm very excited about this. Uh, I the Bloodborne DLC for that game is some of the best content in bloodborne um which is very impressive i am usually not a dlc person i'm the kind of person where i'm like once i finish the game that game is done like i'm i'm out peace out you try to get me six months later that's gonna be a difficult task to do uh you know like um outer worlds was able to get me in for a little bit right bloodborne i ended up playing that game back to back where i played the the the, the full game and then i went right into the dlc so i got to experience it as one and even experiencing that way i was like dude this DLC portion of the game is incredible. Like, it's fucking sick as hell. Um, and so when it comes to DLC, I got trust in From Software. I think From Software has the stuff to show up to their DLC and have that be possibly, potentially, some of the best content uh, in the game. I love that they announced it with a name, right? Shadow of the the of the Erdtree. Um, I, I, I've been Does that saying- do anything for you? Does that mean anything? Uh, not really. I think the image does more um, than anything because uh, people have been speculating that when you look at the promotional image, you see to the bottom right, you have the the um, person on the horse. People are saying that person is probably Michaela, who is – you probably heard the name Millennia. Oh, many times. Of course. Millennia mm-hmm. be beating our ass. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> in, in oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Michaela is Millennia's twin. Right, oh, and so and like, shit. there's big mystery surrounding like what the fuck is going on with Michaela? Who the fuck is this? And then the, the horse they're riding is uh, Torrent. Seemingly, Torrent is the horse you ride in Elden Ring. Your mm. main character rides, and it's like a ghost horse that you're riding. And so, like that looks like Torrent. Torrent, <laughs> Torrent yeah. Allegedly, allegedly, that. allegedly, that looks like Torrent before they become a horse. And so, like people have been speculating about that a little bit. What does that mean? What's going on here? But aside from that, there's not really that much to go on. Um, and I kind of like that. I kind of like that we have a lot of mystery to to work with. I like the fact that people that pay attention to the Elden Ring lore are probably able to look at this and go. Ah shit, we're gonna get this answer, this answer, that answer. I already saw like the, one of the first people I saw speculating was Tamor, where he was like, "Is that is that, is that Michaela? Is that Michaela?" And I'm sure, yeah, seeing that, I'm sure he's already going. I'm sure he's already going through the uh, oh, through, through the process of being going like down the rabbit hole. Yeah, the rabbit hole, being like, "Oh yeah, I'm sure they're gonna get hole. answers to X, Y, and Z thing." Getting the horse lore. Yeah, that horse hole. Oh, I think it's horse lore. Oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting. Hey, hey, this is awesome though. So this is a uh, interesting that they just tweeted it right we always talk about how people make announcements and how some games are so big they can just do whatever they want and yeah here there the info was just it's coming here's a name and here's some light imagery so a tweet's probably the right way to do this right you think so like i I mean i i mean i expect to see a trailer at some showcase or presentation i think i was gonna say yeah in summer game fest i can mm -hmm. see there being a trailer there that is shadow of the earth tree dropping late 2023 or early 2020 god we're almost in 2024. That's fucking insane. You know, it's the last day of February. It's not a leap year? No, I'm just kidding. It's not. Um, but yeah, like, I, 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 I think it's a fine way to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, so for something like this, I think they could have they could have done something that had a bit more pop, right, if they were to do a showcase or something. But at this point, Elden Ring is Elden Ring. The pop is happening regardless, right? Even dropping just an image on Twitter with a title is making people lose their minds on the internet. And so, yeah, I think this is a, I think this is a fine way to do it. Yeah. It's wild, man. I, I am so excited for this. It's interesting looking at these games with these the big DLC packs that almost get treated like uh, a second release of the game. Because mm. sometimes it's just like, oh, here's more content. Here's more content. That's got, We've been talking a lot of shit about that when it comes to the, the like modern games as a service of what that means. And it, it's kind of like, all right, cool. Here's a fucking roadmap with just a bunch of check marks. And you're like, how many of these things do I actually want? And how many do I only want because they're there and I want to do all the things, which like sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's just like, oh, man, like you just got me by the balls, Pokemon. Uh, but Elden Ring and Bloodborne, like you're talking about, The Witcher 3 back in the day, um, and now Cyberpunk, right, mm-hmm. with what they're doing with Phantom uh, the Phantom Liberty. It's like that. those, I think, are almost treated as separate releases, almost more akin to Miles Morales, which is a standalone game, but it's kind of like the most expanded version of what we're talking about here. But um, because of that, I think you're right. Maybe it won't be this year because... Now, I, this is another thing I'll throw out. Chat, confunny.com slash you're wrong. When they released the the old hunters for Bloodborne, did they call that DLC or did they call it an expansion? Because I find it very interesting that in the tweet from Elden Ring, they say um, uh, an upcoming expansion for Elden Ring Shadow of the Earth Tree is currently in development. I know that's 
we're reading into words here. Yeah. But like what expansion feels bigger than DLC. Yeah. Right. Like a D, like a, a DLC content feels like a, all right, we'll get a mission or we get a couple missions or we get something here or there. Right. Expansion makes that feel like it. You might get. 15 20 30 hours more of gameplay out of, out of this yeah i mean i expect that for elden ring yeah that sounds about right uh, yeah I, I think so too how hyped does that get you like you not being a dlc person and you're gonna play this but like are you this, yeah. are you as excited let me ask you this mm -hmm. are you less excited as excited or more excited than you were for elden ring before it came out oh, i mean less excited just in the sense that like Nothing is going to match. Never, not even touching that game before, and then finally getting to Elden Ring, being like, okay, this is what it is. Oh shit! But I am excited just knowing how good that game is. You know, like I, Elden Ring to this day has some of the best bosses I've, I've, ever, I've ever faced in, in a video game. Some of the best world design, level design, art direction. Right? There's something special about that experience of playing Elden Ring. Um, and yeah, I, for me. I'm just excited to get more of that and more like new of that, right? And more of the memes. You know, we go back to the launch of Elden Ring. Elden Ring. We talk about like the um, maiden lists that we talk about, like the different memes that come come along with that. When this DLC drops, I think we're gonna have, or when this expansion drops, we're gonna have more of that, right? We're gonna have more. I'm sure people making references to like Mikella, whatever sp specific thing uh, goes on there. Um, yeah, no, I'm super excited about this. I would say I'm even more excited for. It is a, a little bit of apples and oranges, but stick with me. I'm more excited for this DLC than I was for the Breath of the Wild DLC, right? Yeah. And, like, I use that comparison because Breath of the Wild, my favorite game of all time, right? Like, more the idea of more content for that game should be something that gets me super excited. But, again, for me as somebody who I'm like, all right, like, DLC, I don't look toward, I don't look at DLC as something that's going to truly elevate the experience, something that's better than the original content. I'm like, all right, we'll see. I expect this to be You're just... You're really going to say that about the, the bike that you get, the cool bike that you get at the end of the Zelda DLC? Yes, yeah, yes, I am. Exactly. Yes, I am going to say that about the bike. Um, with this Elden Ring expansion, I expect it to be just as good, if not better, than Elden Ring. And so that's why my that's why I have way more excitement for something like this than any other DLC in a, in a game that I'm interested in. Well, everybody, please be excited. Let us know in the comments how excited you are for this Elden Ring DLC. Excuse me. Expansion. Expansion. Expand your mind. Uh, story number two. IO Interactive has announced it's making an online fantasy RPG. This comes from Tom Ivan at VGC. Hitman maker IO Interactive has announced that it's working on an online fantasy RPG. Like it's Hitman and James Bond projects. Oh my God, I forgot they're making a James Bond. They are making a James Bond. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I want that so I bad. I feel like you might, I, I could see you being into Hitman. Oh, for sure. Have, you, love, played, have, you, have you played yeah. the modern Hitman games? I, I, yes, I haven't played. Uh, I started three, but I haven't uh, beat mm. it. But I love the, you. I, I know you're probably, are you a roguelite person? Not you don't, really. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I, I say that, but I end up liking a lot of them. But like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think it's, it could be worth you checking out the Hitman freelancer mode because it's, you, it's not as much commitment as like playing a full game, right? Yeah. You are going okay, into this like mode that. to see how far you, you can get, yeah. right? And it is you taking on contracts. It is, I've explained this on the show like a million times because I fucking love talking about Hitman freelancer. But it's, it's you, um, it's, it's, uh, you having this like <clears throat> this home base where you like store weapons and all this stuff, and you start from zero, and you're going into the levels. You're trying to hit all these optional objectives that are kill somebody with poison, uh, take out three guards with some machine guns, like different objectives that make you play in dynamically different ways. Um, but then you build up to certain missions where those missions don't just task you with taking out your target; they task you with identifying your target and then taking them out. And so you start the mission, and then it's like your target wears glasses they have a tattoo oh, they shit. like to That's smoke really cool. they like to do and you have to like and there's like five possible um uh characters in the where's world waldo? it's yeah it's basically where's waldo but like they highlight like five different people or six different people or however many for how far you're at you're at in the thing and you have to like follow them and stalk them and kind of see like all right like it looks like oh they smoke but they don't have a tattoo all right this person has a tattoo they smoke Oh, and they were glass. Okay, I think that's the one. It's that motherfucker. It's him. <laughs> Get him. And then you have to assassinate them. Hell but yeah. depending on how you do in previous missions, that might alert them to your presence. And so, like, sometimes those people in those big missions will know that you're Agent 47. So you have to do it without them even seeing you. Like, stalk them without even them even seeing you. And the missions will get more difficult depending on how well you're doing across the whole, the whole game. It's fucking fantastic. But... Continue. I, I interactive. I fucking love as a studio. So yeah, even oh. though like them working on this excites me as well. It's interesting here. So like it's Hitman and James Bond projects, the game is in development across IO Studio in Copenhagen, Malmo, and Barcelona. They say, quote, we're building a new world, a new IP, an online fantasy RPG, uh, a world and a game built from the core to entertain players and expand for many years to come. 
For many, this journey is also a deeply personal one that began long before we started making games for a living, and it started with the fantasy genre. From the fighting fantasy books compelling you to choose your path alone against wizards, lizards, and thief kings, uh, to the togetherness, camaraderie, agony, and delight found around the tabletop. For some, it meant taking the role of a game master, part storyteller, part AI opponent, part guide, part villain. For everyone around that table, it meant creativity, imagination, building a world together, and a shared goal in creating a great game experience. This idea that a diverse group of individuals with different skills and strengths can work together and become more than the sum of their parts is what inspires us. It inspires the fantasy world we're building and inspires how we build it. In April 2021, Windows Central claimed that IO had teamed up with Microsoft to work on a new Dragon-themed IP, which this, the platform holder was expected to publish as a first-party Xbox exclusive. IO also currently working on an officially licensed um, James Bond game with the working title Project 007. So this has to be that Dragon-themed IP um, that was rumored for, that they were working on Xbox with. I wonder if they're still working on Xbox Xbox with it. Of course, this does this doesn't discount the idea of that, but it's interesting for them to finally like put it out there and not really have any of that connection, which maybe we'll get at a, a showcase or something. Um, the online aspect of this is the one thing around like mm, interesting. They don't say MMO; they just say online RPG, online fantasy RPG, uh, which makes me wonder. What that could look like. It's not I, massive. It's just multiplayer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're just taking out the massive part it's of it. One M. Most, excuse me. Multiplayer online RPG. Um, but yeah, like that makes me wonder what the format of the same game could be. Makes me wonder, like, is it going to be a live game? Like, is that where the online component comes in? Because that's what we often see. Or is it just going to be, you know, you have a squad of two to three of your friends, and you are able to help each other out with each other's missions and like fight together and and, and do all that stuff. Um, I like to see them spreading their wings. I like to see them trying out different things. I think James Bond as an IP is going to be such a natural step for them going from Hitman because there's similar things you can do there mechanically and also just in terms of vibe and style. Like, yeah, they're going to make such a, a dope-ass James Bond game. But to see them work on a fantasy RPG, I think could be very interesting. You know, like, how, how do they approach it, right? Like, what does that look like from IO with how they've grown and developed as a studio. Yeah, I think that's the thing that I'm most interested in is like, where's the funding for this coming from? And what is the budget? Is the team big enough to be able to handle these projects and do mm -hmm. something new while also doing something that is kind of, you know, we to always talk about the the big coming out parties for for some of these games. And uh, Barrett would always talk about Deathloop kind of being like the pop album for um, Arcane after uh, Dishonored. And I feel like with Hitman, Hitman has over the last like i don't know six years kind of went from being like uh if you know you know type game to like now it's like no motherfuckers been talking about this been saying that it's fucking great giant bomb's been banging that drum forever right uh but i feel like that's it's not just giant bomb anymore like now uh, people understand what an io hitman experience is and they've done so much creative good stuff like even you just talking about the freelancer mode now and like before there was the um the uh the deals elusive targets, elusive targets and like they they treated like updates for the game in a compelling way and maybe not perfect but i do think that they were ahead of the curve in the way yeah. that they um treated their games even um how experimental they got with the episodic type content and again not everything worked but i appreciate that io is willing to try different things but with where they're at now this just sounds like a lot because going into james bond a, they're now working on a james bond game in the style of hitman you got to assume this could be their pop album, right? This could be their all eyes on us type thing. Uh, so to be working on that and something that is completely different for them and new in an already crowded field, yeah, is um, it's a it's a choice, you know. And I, I I I'm rooting for them. I hope this works out, but I get a little bit hesitant at hearing this. Yeah, it reminds me of Remedy a little bit, where you know Remedy were coming off of Alan Wake and also Control, and we fucking love Control and. Now they have so many projects announced, and every single time I see them do the updates on their projects, I'm like, how are y'all working on all this? You got multiple multiplayer games, you're working with Epic on a game, you got Alan Wake 2, you got Control 2, like, how are you guys balancing all of this? And even though it's a developer that we know has skill, we know has the stuff, I think you get scared that they end up in a situation where they grow too quickly. We've seen that before with something like Telltale, where Walking Dead comes out, Walking Dead's a hit, now let's take on all these IP and spread ourselves thin, and now everything's suffering because... We don't have enough uh, uh, time and resources to work on each of these games anymore. We talk about um, 
Oh, it was either it was one of the three big Western RPG studios where they talked about how, it might have been CD Projekt Red where they talked about how quickly they grew. Um, right, they went from like having a certain amount of employees by the time they put out Witcher Three to then shifting to Cyberpunk and then growing and then that becoming unwieldy, right, and that beco- that leading to problem problems in production. That's something I don't want to see. Like I, yeah. I look at their at um, I own Interactive's Wikipedia page, and they have 200 employees, and they've also just had a very interesting journey. You know, like mm-hmm. they started off in what 20 or in um, two, like around 2000, um, and like they've been working on Hitman since the get go. Hitman Codename 47 came out in 2000, um, and that's most of what they've done. But they also did Freedom Fri- Fr- uh, Fighters in 2003. If you remember Freedom Fighters, um, they did Kane and Lich, um, and then aside. Well, they also did mini ninjas. <laughs> and then aside from that, they've mainly been working on Hitman. But if you remember also, they were owned by Square Enix for a long amount of time. Yeah. And then they got let go from Square Enix around, oh, I, I lost the year, like 2017, 2018? Right, yeah. yeah, like some, somewhere around that. So they've been on their own for the last few years. And you talk about like, you know, who's funding this? How are they doing this? I imagine that this fantasy game is probably being mostly or partly by microsoft if this is going to be thing, an right? xbox yeah an xbox game that's the answer there is like yeah the, the money needs to come from somewhere and if it is microsoft backing it like i could see this happening but then you start to look at it and like you look at we talk all the time about playstation's lineup and what do they have and what are they missing right and i feel like a lot of what playstation is missing is the um more multiplayer side of things mm-hmm. but then they have it because of their third-party deals right yep. and we see it like they have a very kind of almost airtight um, lock on genres across video games. There's very few things that they don't have. That might change over time as Microsoft has been slowly gobbling up all of the the big kind of Western RPG uh, yeah. gur- gurus out there. Um, but Xbox, I feel like, has games like this. So them kind of mm-hmm. getting another fantasy RPG, it's like... At some point, it's going to be a very tough sell to their audience, but then there's the power of Game Pass. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I was going to say. If you're making an, say this is a live game, if you're making an online fantasy RPG live service game that, let's say it's good enough, and you put it on Game Pass, and you have recurring drops that happen every month, and you are telling people to show up to it on Game Pass, and for Microsoft, they look at it as a additive thing to get people to subscribe to Game Pass... Maybe that gets the job done, and maybe, maybe that's that the that's the goal here. But yeah, like it, it worries me in the sense of I hope this isn't one of them things things where they're saying yes to say yes because it's like, well, Xbox approached us and like we had this we had this idea, right? On like, yeah, let's do. I mean, hey, the money's right there. Let's fucking let's just, let's just do it. We're working on James Bond. We'll work on both. Like I hope it's not one of those ones. Yeah, I mean, especially one of those ones that you're talking about. I know that we're sounding really doom and gloom here, but there's just sure. a reality to the games industry that we're seeing play out in front of us, and it's like we've now seen this happen a bunch of times. But it's like, where's Everwild? Everwild? Yeah, from Rare, right? Avowed. I, I we'll see Avowed. I don't. We'll think see. That, like, it's not, it hasn't been long enough for us to be like, ooh, where is it? But at the same time, at the same time, where is it? Been a while, since right? We've like, seen Avowed. There are a lot of games. There was, uh, and again, this is one where it's like not been that long. But Outer Worlds two, like. Mm-hmm. The list goes on in terms of Xbox games where we're, we're kind of sitting and waiting a little bit. Um, but yeah, like the, 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 I, I am looking forward to seeing what this is because I own Interactive, I think, is a very talented developer. And I think yes. they could possibly pull it off, but I'm in a waiting to see kind of mode for that. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. But we're I really want to see you. James Bond. Yeah, I really want to see James Bond. I hope we see James Bond. It's been Bond. too long since we've gotten a good James Bond game. Dude, it's been too long since they've announced James Bond and since they announced Indiana Jones. I want both Where's of Where's Indiana these. Jones? Where's Indiana Jones, everybody? <laughs> I don't Dang. know. If you guys know, please let us know. Oh, I don't even know. What, how do I do this? What's the segue? How do I get to the ads here, Bless? Help uh, me out. Listen, listen. You know what I do know? You know what he does know? You can. Yeah. You can go to patreon.com. Mm-hmm. Slash kind of funny, baby. You could do that and get the show ad free, but for everybody else... Here's some ads. Shout out to HelloFresh for sponsoring this episode. Remember those New Year's goals you promised yourself that you'd stick to? Well, HelloFresh is here to help you eat better by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your door, taking the hassle 
out of dinner time. Fast and Fresh Recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 15 minutes, so you can enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with Bernays sauce, or Southwest pork and bean burritos. A ton of us here at Kind of Funny have been using HelloFresh for years. Kevin loves how easy it is to get Paula vegetarian options, while I just love how quick the Fast and Fresh recipes come together during a hectic day in the studio. Go to HelloFresh.com slash KindOfFunny65 and use code KindOfFunny65 for 65% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash KindOfFunny65 and use code KindOfFunny65 for 65% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. The newest episode of my video essay series, The Blessing Show, is out right now on YouTube.com slash KindOfFunnyGames and it's all about black hair in video games. Black representation is complex compared to Alien Frogman. I'm sure it's way easier to conceptualize this than a fade. Elden Ring is the highest selling new IP in years, and I guarantee you, From Software and Bandai Namco understands that their audience extends internationally. When given the option to create a black character, I'd like to create a version of myself that doesn't look like a Lil Nas X thing lead for Fallout Boy. For many, I'm sure this seems like a very minuscule and specific thing to complain about. There's plenty of noteworthy areas of improvement the games industry can still make, even in just the area of representation and inclusion. So why is black hair when to harp on? Well, for folks who just listen to me on podcasts and have never seen a kind of funny video before, surprise, I'm black. Check it out over on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back with story number four. Shigeru Miyamoto says he's confident Nintendo won't change. Oh, after we skipped story number he three. Leaves. Story number three. Final Fantasy 16 <laughs> is probably getting a PC version, but not for a long time. This comes from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Despite lots of back and forth messaging, it looks like Final Fantasy 16 is probably getting a PC version after all, though likely not for a long time. Speaking on the Japanese PlayStation blog and translated by industry insider Wario64. And Wario64, thank you for all your work. Salute. Fantastic. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 producer Naoki Yoshida said he would like to release a PC version at some point. Yoshida said, It's true that Final Fantasy 16 is a six-month limited-time exclusive on the PS5 platform. However, it's a completely different story that the PC version will be released in half a year. I will make it clear, the PC version will not come out in half a year. This is because we want to spend a lot... Sorry, this is because we spent a lot of time and money optimizing the PS5 platform to deliver the best gaming experience. Of course, I would like to release a PC version at some point so that everyone can play as many games as possible. However, even if we start optimizing the PC version after the PS5 version comes out, we won't be able to optimize it in half a year, so it won't come out in a short span of half a year. I'd like to release it eventually, and I think I will, but I'm not at the stage where I can say when. Finally, we got some clarity. This is huge! This is huge, everybody, in multiple ways. One, clarity on, boom, six-month period. Does that mean that it's applied to all the Final Fantasy, um, or all the Square games in PlayStation? No, no. but it does mean that a six-month deal exists. So yep. cool, we have something to work with there. And on top of that, hell yeah. This is the most base take I've seen in so long. Like, we don't want to fuck this up. 
PC ports matter. We need to not just put it there. We need to get it right there. And on top of that, we need to get the first one right first. Get it right on PS5. This is a mainline Final Fantasy title. This is the first single-player Final Fantasy title in a very long time. Come on. Yeah. Hell yeah. I, I appreciate uh, Nail Kiyoshida for, like, finding ways to clearly express what has would have been stumbling blocks before in, in communication because yeah i think between this and then like the uh like the uh black and brown representation in final fantasy 16 thing i i think they kind of had to t have a meeting and be like yo we got to get our communication straight because like the the back and forth of this thing has been like the okay well the trailer said six months but you're saying there's no pc plan like what does that mean this ex explanation makes perfect sense right and it, it goes back to a little bit of what um, michael, michael hyam was talking about in the games cast where he's you know he talks about you know from final fantasy 14 this team and naoki yoshida is fairly communicative and is pretty good about being open and transparent and often will take feedback right and often will be like all right how can we how can we do this to do better in the future like what can we do to, to improve so th them being like hey people are not people are confused and people are seeing back and forth with how we're talking about this let's set it straight and let's be very honest about it because this seems like a very honest answer of hey yeah okay there's a deal for six months but we are focusing on ps5 right now it is it's going to take longer for us than six months to develop a pc version maybe someday there, there will be a pc version but we have to develop it which takes time makes sense Right, like that's how video game development works, and so yeah, I pre I appreciate that communication. Um, <laughs> congratulations to PC people for who yeah, might have been like waiting waiting for this version. You might be playing it in two which years. Which was hinted at like day one. Of yeah, this yeah. Game being which announced. was literally hinted at day one. Um, but yeah, you're you're eventually gonna get that version probably. Um, and yeah, like I the the more I read about this game, of course, previews went up this morning. Reading through some of the previews, I'm like, dude, this game just sounds so fucking awesome. It sounds so good, man. I I'm just so I'm. I Fingers crossed that the story is good and that the characters are good because it's just so hard for me to get behind Clive. I just can't do it, no? guys. I need help out there. If you guys have help to let me know how I can get behind <laughs> Clive, please let me know because I'm struggling out here. All right? How, how, how long do you think the game is going to be? I imagine it's going to be a smooth 35. You think so? Okay. Yeah. Because like Final Fantasy VII Remake was that. That's a good call. Right? I think it's going to be around that. Okay. Um, People don't and, go into Final Fantasy expecting... 70 to 100 hours it's not that kind of rpg I, usually I don't, not these days i don't think mm -hmm. no I, I feel like it's closer to the 30 40 mark um and especially depending on what you're doing but the thing is this game being so fast-paced combat focused i don't see that lasting as long right because yeah. it's like when you, That's you need why more encounters you need more bosses to be able to up the ante and like that you just can't do that forever so i kind of feel like that it's more akin to something like um, Crisis Core that we played. That granted was originally a PSP game, but like it being more action oriented, it's like it can only it can, it outstays its welcome if you go too long. Yeah. That's my thing is that, and that's that's why I asked is when we were talking to Michael, he, I was asking about like the RPG mechanics and how does leveling up work and what are the things you're doing in order to evolve combat. And that's still the thing I wonder about this game if uh, is you know they are go they're leaning into a action combat focus you know michael talked about combos michael talked about like there's even there's systems in place so you can even do auto combos if you're not uh as advanced of a player what does that mean in terms of hour one versus hour 35 mm -hmm. of how my progression is gone because i think that is how for 80 hour rpgs that's how you extend the time that's how you keep things from getting stale it is that constant progression of you learning new moves, getting new abilities, becoming stronger, equipping new spells, equipping new armors, um, equipment, all that stuff. Uh, how do you do that when it is, hey, we're doing char char character action. I imagine they got to marry the two, which very much excites me because oh, yeah. that's going to have to be, that's going to be a banger if you're yeah. able to do that successfully. But I'm yeah. not, I, I feel like that's few and far between where we're able to see it on that level done that well. Yeah. Uh, Pete Kunagi says it was announced it'll be 35 hours mainline with story and side missions being 70 to 80 hours. Okay. That sounds exactly what I expect yeah. in this game. And that's awesome. Very excited for that. Um, and we won't have to wait too long, man. June is right around the corner. How well do you think this game does sales-wise? I saw a tweet going around. I think it was maybe Kat Bailey um, that tweeted out um, a poll where she asked, which do you think sells better between Final Fantasy 16 and Diablo 4? Which I thought was interesting. Diablo oh. Four, of course, I feel like is that speaks to a PC audience on an, on another level. I mean, I think both are going to sell very well. Like, yeah. I, Do you think FF16 becomes a F monumental 
step for Final Fantasy in terms of Dude, sales God, power. There's a lot of conversation here, man. Yeah. A lot of conversation that I want to have. Because you got to think about this. Like The difference is, the biggest difference is Diablo 4 multi-platform. Mm-hmm. Right? So already you are selling to a bigger audience. Multi-platform, including PC at launch. Right? Yeah. That is going to be huge. That's going to get all the Steam numbers. That's going to like blow it out of the water. Then we have the Final Fantasy side. It's just PS5, which is selling very well. And there's a ton of them out there. But there's not that many out there for it to be able to potentially hit its full uh, potential, right? It being the first core mainline Final Fantasy in a long time with the backup of the Final Fantasy 14 team and all that stuff, I think that there's there's more goodwill going into this than there was going into 15. Okay. And 15 sold really well. But 15 was also multi-platform. I think the Diablo series also sells fucking gangbusters, though. Yeah. And I think Diablo 4 being a return to form and like looking at it, I haven't heard anything that makes me think it's not going to be good. So I feel like unless Diablo 4 royally fucks up, yeah, it's going to trounce Final Fantasy 16. Will Final Fantasy 16 crush as well? I think yes. This is what I want to put out there. This is from Wikipedia. As of May 2022, uh, talking about Final Fantasy 15, the game has sold 10 million units worldwide, making it one of the best selling Final Fantasy games of all time, which shocks me. Because for some reason, I thought Final Fantasy was just a bigger seller. It's yeah, the, so the there's best context one there, is, though. Uh, Final Fantasy VII at 13.2 million. Yeah, it, and it's just things were different. The scale yeah. of numbers was different when the Final Fantasies were really fucking hitting. And also, they were essentially annualized, which is insane. But uh, that's not quite true, but like it was wild how many of those. Like the amount of years for seven to 10 coming out is like crazy for how high quality those games are and beloved those games are. Um, but I think that just the the entire game's changed, and I think that the 10 million for Final Fantasy 15 is that's an incredible number, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's very high for video games, period. Um, and it being so high for a Final Fantasy, I think that 16 is going to outsell 15. I don't know, man. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet did that in three days. And <laughs> oh yeah, for, oh not, yeah, dude, that, for sure. That's though. the joke. There is, is the Pokemon is fucking crazy. Yeah, absolutely. But, and for the context on the uh, Diablo side, I, I forget if you said this already. Blessed mm-hmm. uh, Diablo three. Sold over 30 million copies worldwide oh. by August 2015. Yeah. And that's with, like, I feel like Diablo 3 is kind of a little bit more um, uh, split with fans of, like, if you liked it or not. Whereas, like, people are excited for Diablo 4 because it seems to be going back to the more old school stuff. Or Diablo 3, another thing to keep in mind for those monstrous numbers that are huge, at like, fucking absolutely huge, but it was the first one on consoles. Well, the first real one on consoles. Diablo 1 was on playstation but like it was not the the same um and i think that there was so many people playing for like the first time like there's no way greg miller played fucking diablo 2 on pc but he played diablo 3 on ps4 you know what i mean so i feel like it's fair the multi-platform side of things like got so many new people in diablo that are gonna show up day one for four diablo 4 is gonna absolutely crush i think final fantasy 16 is gonna crush relative to the franchise um and i think that even though it's platform exclusive on ps5 I think it's gonna outpace fifteen. God, Diablo. I, I, it's it's funny because I know I know I know how big Diablo is, but I always, I guess, forget that Diablo Four is gonna be one of the biggest games of the year, at least in terms <laughs> of like sales power and in yeah. terms of just how many people are gonna be playing it. I think I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna finally get into Diablo with this one. Bless. That's my plan. Hey, you need to calm the fuck down. All right. Even though that that week <laughs> is crazy, yeah. you're sitting here right now and be like, you know what? I think I think now I'm gonna get in Diablo. I'm gonna get into Destiny. You know what? Fuck it. What's this World of Warcraft? <laughs> no, no, look, no. I will. I'm not this disgusting, Tim. I'm not. Fuck, I'm not a fucking nasty person who's gonna play <laughs> oh, World of Warcraft. Oh, what do I God. look like? You're so Yuck. nasty out there. Yuck. <laughs> On your mounts. <laughs> Why do you say mount like that? But no. The only the only thing that's gonna fuck up Diablo for. Uh, four for me is that i think it's like the same week that both final fantasy 16 and street fighter 6 6, come out and so that might derail me but like hearing michael and the joey talk about it made me really want to want to play it what an exciting time man we're about to be gaming y'all resident evil 4 is so close oh i want to know i know (laughs) it was perfect but it's not time yet now for a breaking news news story that has never been read before shigeru miyamoto says he's confident nintendo won't change after he leaves this comes from andy robinson at vgc 
Super Mario and Legend of Zelda creator Shigeru Miyamoto has said he's confident little will change at Nintendo when he eventually leaves the company. Miyamoto, who joined the Japanese company from college in 1977, is best known as the creator of some of Nintendo's best-selling game franchises, including Super Mario, Donkey Kong, Legend of Zelda, F-Zero, Pikmin, and Star Fox. What a god. At <laughs> 70 years old, Miyamoto's now in retirement age. However, he has previously insisted he's not considering ending his career in the near future. Speaking in a new interview with NPR, the Nintendo director was asked what he thinks Nintendo will be like without him when the day of his departure eventually arrives. You know, I really feel like it's not going to change. It's probably going to be the same. There's, you know, people on the executive team, creators within the company, and also people who create Mario. They all have this sense of what it means to be Nintendo. And so it's not like there's this a lot of different, different opinions that go back and forth. Everyone has an understanding, this kind of shared understanding of what it is to be Nintendo. And I think that's something that, you know, we have this incredible shared vision, almost a little scary shared vision about this. So I think there won't, it's not going to change. Most recently, Miyamoto has been co-producing the Super Mario Bros. movie, along with Illumination founder Chris Melandandri. Um, uh, a note there, Super Mario movie pushed up two days, April 5th instead of April 7th now. Hell yeah. We're going to get that thing even sooner, closer. dude. Two days closer. I can't freaking wait, Blessing. It looks so good. Um. Cool. Not surprised about this. Miyamoto's doing the rounds right now because uh, he's promoting uh, Nintendo World. So I think we're going to get a whole bunch of diff little uh, bits and bops from him. He's got to be one of the coolest people on the planet. Straight the fuck up, man. Right? Like, the fact that he's he, <laughs> he created an IP that, like, he now, at the age of 70 years old, gets to, in the same six-month mm -hmm. span, three-month span? Like, th yeah, three-month span, promote a movie for and also promote a theme park for that's insane. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, I even cut out, like, the last couple paragraphs from the story because I don't want to go too long. But he talks about, like, um, or the article reads, right, Miyamoto previously said he's been excited to work on a variety of projects such as elements of the Super Nintendo World theme park attraction, too, as well as mobile games in addition to his other responsibilities at Nintendo. Uh, the game designer repeated this sentiment when asked by NPR, which, uh, <laughs> what, what up? What? Pretending to listen to the chat says, for real, Shigeru looks like he still fucks on the reg. <laughs> I missed that one. I missed that one. That's really good. The, <laughs> no comment. The game designer repeated uh, this sentiment when asked by NPR which of his created worlds he would choo uh, choose to live in uh, if he could. Quote, I really love the work environment uh, that I'm in because I get to engage in so many different things, Miyamoto replied. So it'd be great if you know... Oh, it would be great if, you know, I could be in an environment where I can change the, like, change the kind of work I do all the time. So I think it might just be my desk or my bathtub, right? The idea that, like, he can do what, whatever he wants, wherever he wants, right, in terms of creative projects, and he has the leeway. Yeah. He can work on a theme park. He can work on a movie. He can work, he can work on a video game. Mm -hmm. He can make some Super Mario Brothers shoes if he wants to. Hell yeah, to, dude. Right? He's, like the ones from the movie, <laughs> the 93 movie. He's like what Kanye West wanted to be without the racism. You know, I've been often thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. No, shout out to Miyamoto. Fucking killing killing it. I can't wait to go to Super Nintendo World. I can't wait for the movie. I can't wait for, for new games. Um, it's, it, it's a sad thing to think about that there will be a day that Miyamoto's no longer involved with Nintendo. But yeah. That day's so far away. No. <laughs> we have one more story. <laughs> story number five. For spoken developer, Lu Luminous Productions is merging into Square Enix. This comes from Wesley LeBlanc at Game Informer. And I'm surprised that wasn't already the case. Following the release of Forspoken earlier this year, Square Enix has announced that the uh, games developer Luminous Productions will merge into the company. It's a strange announcement given that Luminous Productions was already a studio under the Square Enix umbrella, but now it seems that Luminous Productions as an individual entity will, know, will exist no more, and thus we won't be seeing its name on future titles. The merger is part of the company's efforts to bolster the competitive prowess of the group's development studios, a goal set forth under its current medium-term business strategy. Ugh. Mm. Uh, Square Enix has developed numerous AAA high-definition games. <laughs> I love high-definition. And uh, possessed... <laughs> 1080p is my favorite one. ...a wealth of intellectual property and content. Luminous Productions Co. Limited is, meanwhile, equipped not only with AAA title development capabilities, but also technical expertise in areas such as game engine development. Combining the two entities will further enhance the group's ability to develop HD games, and Tim's editorializing a bit here, its ability to be sold. <laughs> Oh, that's what you think this is. <laughs> I mean, shit, right? Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, just like lean up, look cleaner, yeah. but have also, the talent. Why have would the... they word it like that? Like, just say like, hey, we've dissolved the studio, but we're not firing anybody. We're just going to put them in different places yeah. and stuff like They're going to do the same so exact weird. work. We're just not going to call them Luminous Studios anymore. And yeah. like, they're not going to have 
when the, when Forspoken Two comes out, which it won't, uh, it'll just say Square Enix. <laughs> yeah, Luminous has been a, a weird one for a long time with you know Final Fantasy Fifteen and the people that left there stayed there, all of that turning into Forspoken, and here we are. It's like none of this surprises me at all. Square seems like it's in in a in a very interesting place right now, where I'd say it's messy, but not bad. Not every not every step is perfect, okay. but I feel like when you look at their their track run the last like couple years, they've been releasing a lot of really high quality games. I feel like Forspoken is almost on the like surprise side as opposed to um, we expect these games yeah. to be good now. I think for how big Forspoken is, yeah, it's a surprise. But like I, every single year, we have a Square Enix like, what the fuck was this really? It was what the Quiet Man, Babylon's Fall, wasn't um. Were they uh, fucking the the game from the Sonic creator who got Balan arrested? Wonderland. Bal- yeah. That was was that Square Enix? Yeah, yeah, Balance Wonderworld. Um, I feel like we get that from them fairly yeah. regularly. Surprise is probably not the is not the right word. What I, what I mean to say is like it's less likely that these games are going to be bad. It's mm-hmm. more likely that they're going to to be good. At least in the the last couple of years of what we've seen. But yeah, there always is. They do so much shit that there's going to be. But for every Balance Wonderworld land, whatever the fuck it is, there's also a theater rhythm final line that people love. So it's like I feel like they. <laughs> well, or, you just said words. <laughs> or Project Doctor Path Traveler, or like Bravely Default. Like they do so much shit that I would say more is good than bad. You know what I'm talking about? I love how like the cleanup of like how crazy a name theater rhythm is is uh, Project Octopath Traveler. <laughs> <laughs> two. It's like, all right, cool. I get theater rhythm is a weird one. Let me tell you about Project Octopath Traveler <laughs> 2. Fucking love you, Square. <laughs> that's going to drive home my phone. No, that's really funny. Oh, my Lord. Well, you know what? Whatever the hell Square is doing, if we're ever going to get a balanced Wonderland 2, the answer that's so far away. If I want to know what's coming to Mom and Grop Shops today, where would I look? You would look toward the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. The chat is reminding me uh, to not forget about Triangle Strategy. All right? Project Triangle Strategy. I, I hope that never goes away. Just the weird names that Square Enix has for their games. If there is one thing I can promise you about Video Games Plus <laughs> is that weird Square Enix names will never Keep, go away. I love them okay? so much. Out today, Destiny 2 Lightfall on everything except Switch. Sorry, Switch. Uh, Dungeons of Ether on PC. Scars Above on everything except Switch. Uh, Street Fighter Duel on iOS and Android. A mobile Street Fighter game. Yeah, this was reported a little bit ago. I forget. Barrett, if you have time. what Do, do we have time? Yeah, we can pull it up. Pull up a trailer in the background. I want to see what this is. Interesting. Interesting. Catan Console Edition on PS4, 5, Xbox One, and yeah. X. Love Catan. Splatoon 3, Expansion Pass, Wave 1, Inkopolis is on Switch. So, hey, Switch, you're not all alone today. There, there we go. There, there we go. That's not what I asked for, but it's, all, it's better. <laughs> this is what I prepped before you asked for something else last time. Good, okay. good. I love this. If audio listeners, the image of Andy dressed up as a, a, a squid squidling, kid. inkling. Squid kid. He's about to ink. Oh, don't ink, Andy. Uh, Horus on PS4 and Xbox One. Phantom Brigade on PC. Rusted Moss on PC. Rightmost on PC. Oh, lordy lord. Void? Charles? Void Terrarium 2. I oh. think Terrarium is the pronunciation No, for fuck that. you. Fuck <laughs> everybody. Every once in a while, I have to read some bullshit name on this list. It is rarely this bad. The Wait. game is pronounced Void Terrarium 2. All right? Let me spell it out for y'all. Void. How do you think you spell void? V-O-I-D. You would be correct. How do you think you spell Terrarium? Oh, man. All right. Terrarium. T-E-R-R. A-R-I-U-M, Terrarium. You nailed what it should be. Instead, it's lowercase t, capital R, lowercase r, capital L, capital M, two, open parentheses, close parentheses, dot, dot, slash, slash. That doesn't, that doesn't say Terrarium to you? Is that, I feel like if I looked at those that grouping of letters, I'd be like, oh, that's Terrarium. That's Terrarium. Look at that group of letters. Yeah, it's Terrarium. <laughs> it's Terrarium, too. It's Terrarium 2. At best, it's Trollum 2. Trollum 2. Out today, everybody. Uh, new dates. I already said this, but the Super Mario movie's also, moving. You, uh, you missed a, uh, what is that, a comma or not a comma? Um, oh, a semicolon? Uh, this right here. Little asterisk. Oh, oh the, the asterisk is, isn't here. The asterisk yeah. is missing from. Wow. How could. How, Shit. Damn, IGN, why'd you, why'd you mess me up on the asterisk? It seems that that's the full title of the game. Like they. they oh, wow. Full. Okay. Oh, it's it's like, so it's like w- DOS, w- a DOS prompt, a command prompt, prompt. 
Oh, ooh. yeah. So it's like that's kind of cool, actually. I mean, not a good title for a no. game. That's SEO. Don't give right them there. anything. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> um, deals of the day. Xbox games with gold for March has been announced. Lamentum, Trouble Brook, and Sudden Strike Four Complete Collection. And God, Cyberpunk. Yeah, Xbox game is gold. Come with the bangers. Yeah, Trouble Brook. Um, Can't Cyberpunk, wait for Lamentum. <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 is now Steam Deck verified. Ooh. Yeah. Exciting. Um, so that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Let's go to You're Wrong. Barrett or, did bring up a Street Fighter Duel, oh. by the way, and it it looks like a mobile game. All right, yeah. all right, it, it's it nothing special. Let's see. I might download it still, though, just to make sure. <laughs> um, Kebab says, not that anyone cares, but the correct name is Balan Wonderworld. I don't yeah, think I'll I ever get that right. I, I, I struggle with it as at first. How much of that game did you play? Just the demo. Just the demo. Okay. Yeah, I, play, I got to the end of the demo. I won 100% of that to, demo. No, you, well, oh, the, the demo. demo. Okay. Oh, no, <laughs> I was about I was to say. say. <laughs> no one besides Jeff Grubb has actually played that game in full. Um, I think the demo ended with like a, like a farm man singing a song. Uh, Nano says, per the PlayStation YouTube page, the Old Hunters was called an expansion DLC. All right, there you go. The Old Hunters that. is a brand new expansion DLC. That's what they said. Cool. There you go. All right. Cool. Then the uh, Elden Ring... What was already called? What was it called? The old the Erd tree, Shadow of the Erd tree, same thing. The Indigo Mask, the Indigo Plateau, indigo Disc, Teal Mask. I didn't get to ask you: Is that Indigo DLC for um, Scarlet or Violet? Is it? Does that have any connection to the Indigo Plateau? No. no. Okay. No. Highly, highly doubtful. Having said that, some of the things they said imply that this is going to be a trip to Japan, and Kanto's in Japan, so perhaps because like Indigo. I think, they gotta do that, right? I don't know, but the fact They're I gotta I, go to Blueberry Academy. Person. I would think I would think so more if the other expansion wasn't called the Teal Mask. So it's like I mm. think oh, just Teal and Indigo. They're just going with colors. I don't know that it relates back to the Indigo Plateau, but I wish that it would. Man, Blueberry University sounds like it, it's in Cerulean City, and that's all I'm saying. It, yeah, yeah, it's not. It's in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> so, oh. um, anyways, this has been kind of funny games daily. Tomorrow is Bless and Greg hosting, then Greg and me, and Friday is Greg and me. Very exciting stuff. I love doing the show. I love doing it with you. I love doing it with Greg. I love doing it with a whole bunch of people. And I love doing oh, it yeah. in front of all of you. Thank you for hanging out. Let us know in the comments below um, what your favorite color is. You know what I mean? I'm going to judge you. I'm red. Partially. Mine is red. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised about that. Yeah. At all. Mine's green. I'll never tell you what mine is. You'll never know. Until next time, I love you all. Goodbye.